This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined from the Sunshine State, Florida, by our two friends, Tan Mom and Adam Barda. Hello. Hi guys. How are you all doing? How are you? What are you guys up to? Now you guys are both in Florida. But the good thing about Florida is, right, Patricia, like, we make our own backyard paradise here. Like, we have our pools, we have our backyards. Exactly. Adam is totally correct on all of that. Um, and um, I just love the, what Adam does is he makes every day an inspiration just to <laughs> well, get you. through um, <laughs> this whole Corona thing. We talk every day and get through this together all well, the time. I will say about Patricia, just to like start off, like she's absolutely right. We do like she, I call her my therapist now because we have like these anxiety problems. So we call each other like 10 times a day and we're like, I just had a panic attack. I'm anxious about this. Oh my God, Rich is doing this. So it's like, we literally are like each other's support system. Like I feel like mentally with this. Definitely mentally. I think we're getting through this together and I don't think I could get without another day every day without adam seriously same yeah you're my go-to girl now i call for like yeah for sure like how close do you guys live to each other in florida unfortunately too far um yeah. two and a half two hours, three hours three hours right oh, now wow. yeah yeah so on the other side of the state we're literally like opposite sides of the state and you guys are both originally from this area you adam are you originally from the bronx Yep, yep, from, yep, born and raised. I was going to say, no, we're from New York. Yeah, we're, we're, it's so funny, you know, this has been over 10 years that we've known each other, and ironically, we became best friends, and I'm just so happy about it all. Um, what makes it so special is that Adam has so many things in common with me every single day about something that we can, you know, communicate about and make things just insane when it comes to show business or just life in general. Where did you guys meet? Like, how did you meet? Because you oh, wouldn't God. expect this to be a best friend <laughs> pair. Uh, well, okay, so we met actually at a diner. Do you remember the name of the diner, Patricia? What was the name of the, it was Zinburger. It was Zinburger. Zinburger, in, that's in it. Some, in Englewood or some town in New Jersey. We met for dinner and our manager, Gina, at the time was like, Gina Rodriguez, love her, was like, um, do you want to meet and do a song with the Tan Mom? Because I had just done the song with the Octo Mom. So I'm like, okay, sure. She sounds like a fun person. So I met Patricia and she was just off wall. And I remember like, I remember telling Gina, I was like, I don't think I can work with this woman. I was like, she's too much for me. Like too high energy, like too crazy, too much. And it was just, it's so funny because like, I think back to that first night and I'm like, wow, here we are like eight, nine, 10 years later. And it's like, we're best friends. It's like, it's exactly. just crazy how it worked out. No, and I went outside singing Diamonds in the Sky. And oh, yeah. Adam, yeah, Adam is the, he's the producer of all music, and I'm the comedy act, and um, Diamonds in the Sky. I just, I didn't know 
Adam, you know, all that well, but I was attracted to him from the get-go. And <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I would in every way like it would come on to me she was like heavily coming on to me I when was we first kissing met. him on oh. his neck <laughs> I think there's a video of that but, somewhere maybe send it here you know I don't know with the, it's all fun who cares yeah, I mean, it worked out. And I will, I just want to correct one thing because everybody, because he's going to kill me. Our producer is Roman Electropoint. So, like, we always say our producer, that I'm the producer. I'm, like, the producer in that I produce the projects and, like, I write right. them and I work with Patricia. But, like, our amazingly talented, super crazy talented oh producer, my God. Electropoint. We don't want, we want to make sure that he gets credit for that. So, you, no, so you write the actual lyrics, right, Adam, and the music, and Electropoint produces. Well, so I write the lyrics and then he creates the track. He'll do everything musical. Like he'll create the music and then I'll write the lyrics, come up with the hook, come up with the idea for the song. And then we'll go in and record and he'll put all the bells and whistles and make us sound like absolutely amazing. That's what he does. He specializes in that. But free to be me, me and Adam went um, to town on that. Literally um, solo. Um, with Electric Point music in the background. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, I mean, that song went global, kind of, in, you know, every aspect. It How much money did we make? How much money did we make off that, Patricia? Absolutely nothing. And it went everywhere. Okay. Hold that thought for 30 seconds, because I got a lot of questions about so many things that you both just said. Okay. All right. So first of all, Adam, let's just back up for 30 seconds. So these songs, like how did you get into writing these songs for all of these people? Well, it started, it started with uh, Gina back with Octo Mom, like in 2012. And then it was Tan Mom and it was Teen Mom. And then it was all these moms. Um, and I'm still working with moms. I guess you get like Mama June and all these great people. Um, I guess I have a thing for moms, but, um, you know, these days it's kind of, it's kind of organic. Like when I work with people on projects, like either I'll know them or they'll come for me or it's a friend of yours, David, a friend of ours, like housewife or this person or that person. So it's kind of like, I don't really seek them out anymore. It's kind of like they fall into my lap and I'll be like, all right, that'd be cool. Let's do it. And, and the words just come to you. Yeah, it's sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. What's funny, I'll give you this about Free to Be Me. When we went in there, I remember just making that free to be Patricia Marie on the spot. Like, literally just started singing that. And that Boom, was he's so cool, cool that way, yes. It just came out, yeah. So, like, I went in with the idea of what I wanted to sing about, but it just kind of transformed in the studio. And you never know until you're in that studio what you're going to come up with, I think. And that's the magic of it. It's kind of so unpredictable, but it's just, it becomes magic, like I said. And that's the thing. For people who don't know, Tan Mom's real name is Patricia Marie. Exactly. Correct. And that became a hit with Howard Stern. <laughs> oh, yes. we're gonna... Howard Stern took it over to a different degree. You know, he degree. raved about it. Um, his wife, Beth, was just like, oh my God, if he doesn't stop singing Patricia Marie, you and know... <laughs> They're married and everything, you know, singing Patricia Marie was just, it went over the top. That song went over the top. Unfortunately, we didn't get paid for it, but, you know. Was that your biggest song? Is that your biggest song to date, Adam? Or is there a bigger one in this genre? Well, what's the metric, I guess, by which you're considering it big? Is it money? Is it exposure? Is it success of the song? Is it billboard charts? Like, what would you consider big? Well, apparently it's not the money, 
Not the money. Yeah, it's not the money. I mean, you know, uh, to be fair, though, like a lot of my songs are not money makers. I, I'm an artist that doesn't make money off iTunes and stuff like that because none of the stuff I've done has gotten me wealth. It's more in licensing and more in like the back end, other opportunities <clears throat> that these songs kind of open up for us, I think. Okay. Um, now, and you've, right, you've also worked with like Honey Boo Boo, Margaret Josephs. I see you worked with Lisa Lampanelli and Margaret Cho. Yeah, Margaret Cho and I released a song called See You Next Tuesday, which was so much fun back in like 2014, I think. And it, it was kind of a flop, which was kind of disappointing because it just really didn't take off. Now, I think it was also with the marketing. I think we didn't have a marketing team. We didn't have a record label. We didn't have anybody doing this for us. So I think that's also what happened. I think it was a really funny song, hysterical. The same thing with Margaret Josephs. Uh, the video was so sweet. It was one of my most emotional things I've ever done. It was about my mom. So I put my heart and soul into it and it really kind of flopped too. But again, I think, I think it's really just a matter of like luck sometimes. It's like, you know, you have all the right pieces and the celebrities and everything. And it just kind of, you know, David, something just blows up and it's like, wow, that's the story. You know, you could never really predict, like I'll put out shows on this podcast where like the guest is not even someone necessarily famous. Like nobody right. even knows who my guest is. And, and you don't know it gets such high ratings. And I'm like, I never would have predicted this is like one of my highest rated shows. I don't even, you don't even understand why. You can't even it's, understand it. It's absolutely, it's a magic bullet. You don't know what it is until it happens, you know? It's shocking. So now, so putting your story aside for a second, Adam. So Tan Mom, you really were like living your own life. Like you were really thrust into the public eye in 2012. This is where it really all started for you after yes. you brought your five-year-old daughter to a tanning salon and then you were arrested for child endangerment. Exactly. And the bottom line is to backtrack to that whole situation. I d done modeling and so forth prior to this whole escapade of Tan Mom or shows or something, you know, runway. And then Yes, I was put right in there, and then I was put right in jail. And I spent seven days, when you see those pictures, in jail for something I would never in my wild. The owner of um, the salon came right out, and he's like, she did not do anything. But it went, you know, the cops just escalated the situation just to what, and then the paparazzi were living in my trees. Adam knows, I'd call him and they were in my trees. I couldn't go to a store, a single, for over a year. And it cost me over $150,000 for something that I never did. Just you know, in terms my of family, life. In the embarrassment um, mm -hmm. at the schools with my sons. Let's bring your mom up on the computer. I mean, imagine being a student and, the, the, yeah, it's an escapade. Now, Patricia, you want to, I want to bring this up, David, because I think this is important um, to, for you to say, Patricia. Now, you were looking into suing the state of New Jersey for all of this at some point. Now, are, are you still interested in pursuing that? You're just trying, we're just trying to find a lawyer that can kind of grapple with yes. the case. No, as we discussed, um, that and everything else that has been done. And um, in length, Adam, um, the upsetment that the attorney and all the files and everything, right, that they mm -hmm. can bring up um, from day one, what transpired, that I was innocent 
and proclaimed innocent that um, I should, you know, I should be able to, you know, win a lawsuit. Yeah, you want punitive damages for all of the pain and suffering. And like you said, all of the income that you lost, all of the, like, derogatory stuff that was put right, out about exactly. you that it wasn't true. So you are looking, if any of your listeners, David, are lawyers and they would like to get in touch with Patricia, she's actively looking for a lawyer to pursue this legally. And I guess it's yeah, still we- on the statute of limitations, I guess, from 2012. We, we looked it up and I think it is, I believe it is, because it extended a period of years. I mean, it's technically still going on. So if you think about it that way, the, 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 the you know, the injustice kind of happened a long time ago, but... You know, I don't know. And that's kind of why I think she needs a lawyer to kind of connect the dots. But there's always an attorney that would uh, pick up a story like this that it was so insane. I mean, it went global. It went to Japan. I mean, it went around the world. And whenever me and Adam did our first songs, it was, in, it was everywhere. I mean, it was just incredible that so many people realized who we were just from being in New York or Long Island, whatever, New Jersey, wherever we lived. I mean, we just went, you know, insane, right, Adam? Yeah, I mean, it was, it. yeah, I mean, we were everywhere. I mean, the first few songs, I think, went on. And they weren't even good. And they were, well, yeah, I mean, and that's the kind of thing, too, is, like, people know, like, our, I call it train wreck pop. That's kind of what we do. It's kind of like a train wreck. But it's good. Like, Free to Be Me is the evolution of that to, like, be a song that's an earworm that gets stuck in your right. head. Yes, it's not It's not Taylor Swift. It's not Selena Gomez. It's not Lady Gaga. We're not... I think that's the disconnect with a lot of people is they think that we're trying to make this be, like, the next Miley Cyrus. We know it's no. comedy. We know it's a train wreck. And that's what's funny about it is it sounds catchy and funny and singing. But look who's singing it. It's Tan Mom doing it. It's me producing, you know, produce, so it's kind of like, that's the joke. And I think but the like, best the part of it all, right, Adam, is that, that Howard loves this. And yes, that he, he gets, gets so it. ecstatic whenever they we do something. That's what Howard and his whole staff, Gary Delavate, Gary Delavate, yes. as most people know him, said recently on the wrap-up show, he was like, I love the fact that Adam did everything he could. He works at how he can to get famous. And the way he got famous is by doing songs to Tam Mom. He's like, I think that's brilliant. And I was like, thank you, Gary, for getting it. Like, he gets it. And everyone exactly. over there stands and they get it. So that's why we love the Stern Show much. Stern Show so much. We're, and we're going to talk about the Stern Show. I totally get it. I, I get it. I like, you're, yeah. you're not trying to be the next Justin Bieber. Right. Justin no, Timberlake. no, not at all. It's, listen, I mean, and it's not the same thing, but, like, you look at, like, a Weird Al Yankovic, which is not, right? right? Like, it is it's, the same thing. That's, yeah, yeah that's right? It. You know what? That's it. If I could. Right? You know what people finally realized is that Adam is the producer, or I should say the songwriter, producer, yes, forget that, uh, producer as well, and that I become a comedy with a starlight because people like are attracted to me, and then we just go with that. I mean, people go insane over us, and I think it's really, really cool, and it's become a little something more different um, not proper English, but it's different today than it was when it all first started. Right, Adam? Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, well, it's more, I think people get it much more now, too, because when we first started. Oh, it used to be Tan Mom, and I, it became Patricia Marie. That's the difference. Okay. Yeah, that's when it sort of switched, and I think that's when you became more likable, right. too, because it was less polarizing. When it, when it first came out, it was like, why is this woman who was just accused of this crime, and at this point, remember, in 2013, <laughs> people didn't know you didn't do it at that point. 
they still thought you did the crime. So like, why is this horrible woman who brought her daughter tanning? Why is she doing music now and doing all this stuff? Who is she? But I think over time you got exonerated. People understood more. Okay, fine. She's going to roll with it. She's take, making lemon, taking lemons and making lemonade. And now she just does this stupid fun music that we love to sing. And it's like, yes. he's become more of this lovable character versus this polarizing figure that nobody wanted to like touch or talk about. That's true. Exactly. I mean, were you shocked when you just like, I mean, you woke up one day, went to a tanning salon, the next thing you know, you're in jail. And then like, you become like infamous overnight. Like, were you just shocked that this was your life? Yeah. One thing that I have to emphasize is the state of mind I was in when I was in handcuffs. I went, I got a phone call and um, the phone call was from my husband and he said, um, Anna is, you know, she was accused of being tanned to my daughter. She was just a little girl. She was eight years old. And then like minutes later, my daughter rushes home takes me to the police station, and minutes later, I'm being arrested for tanning my daughter when, in the name of Jiminy Cricket, as you well know, that I never did anything to her, nor would I. When you go into the tanning booth, it's there's this much, um, you know, shields above you. And we all, all my girlfriends and everybody would hang out. And then I'm arrested. I spent seven days in jail with murderers and I'm literally and I was just like well when I got out of there you see the courtroom pictures I was devastated were you like scared I mean were you scared in jail I I was scared and I don't even know how to say this there was people like fooling around in the cell there were five people in the cell and I'm just sitting there and there was a psychiatrist that walked by. He goes, what the hell are you doing in here? And I go, quite frankly, I have no idea. <laughs> Did anyone because try to... You just don't understand. And then they brought food to me. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to eat, like, your dog meat. So I tossed it through the cell. And then everyone got mad that I did that. And I'm like, okay, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm in a prison. I'm used to the high standard of life and the whole situation was so pathetic and then couldn't go shopping couldn't do this couldn't do that whatever's well seven days is a long time i mean were you scared of getting like roughed up when you were in this cell and you know not participating was i scared of what like getting roughed up like getting beat up oh um there was a chick that went by that when i threw the food wanted to kick my chicken soup you know what I'm saying? And oh, I'm I know like, what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Soup and the whole, the whole freaking thing. And they're like, what are you doing in here? And all I kept saying is, I have no clue. <laughs> did you get proposition? Like, did they want you to join in in this fooling around? Join in, hang out. I go, this is, and then I tried to call a guard. And the, the whole thing was so preposterous. You know, just to be in a situation like that. And then I called my mommy and I'm like, mommy, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and th- well, yeah, I mean, I would imagine. And then you get out and what? As soon as you get out, that's it? There's eight trillion paparazzi? Now, there are claws all over my home, in trees, coming through my windows. Couldn't go out. Couldn't go to Starbucks. Couldn't go hang out with my family. It went on for a year for something I didn't do. 
Well, yeah, like, I don't know where I was in 2012, but I remember <laughs> hearing about this, you know? So, I mean, it's wherever I was, I... Where, where I, are you? you were, David. I, I not know where you know were, this. Where was I, Adam? You were filming, remember Reality Check? Oh, Kim God. <laughs> and Carrie Schwartz, we filmed a reality TV show pilot that never aired with Kim G, Michael Lohan, and someone from the Jersey Shore who I can't stand, if you remember, just to throw that out there. You don't want to say her name. Well, I mean, everyone knows it's everyone knows it's Angelina, but um, <laughs> but we did do that pilot. So. That was in two thousand twelve. Yeah, see, I mean, I talk on this show all the time. I, I I mention all the reality shows that I've been in the mix for that never went anywhere, and people are like, "What?" I know. Like, people, I, I say this all the time. People think they get a call like, "Oh my god, I'm going to be on this show," and I'm like, well, "What do you mean?" They're like, "The producer said they love me." I'm like, "Oh, sweetie." Sweetie, <laughs> we have, we have on third... it until it airs, and it's, you're not on the show until it's aired, and there's been a review written about it. That's when you you've been on the show. Otherwise, you can still get cut out. Look, that's at, what so I, I have, say. I you know what's great. You know what's great is when Howard kicked in, um, into this whole mix, and that he just took over this whole situation. Howard Stern, and we're gonna who talk. Does that? I I hold that for two seconds because I got I'm I'm a David. Can I, I drop Howard. a blind item? Yes. Can I drop a blind item that I'm not going to say the name because I don't even want to get in trouble for saying this, but you can run with it however you want. Maybe you can research and figure it out. So I recently heard, speaking of getting sent home, um, they started to film Drag Race, the season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race. I heard, now everyone knows that watch season 12, if you know Sherry Pie, she was accused of catfishing. They literally edited her out the whole season. So apparently there was a queen this season that got cast on the show they sent her home the first day of filming because they found out she catfished people and she was disqualified from the show before she even filmed it. Oh Imagine getting cast on the show, flying out to LA, the first day you walk into the workroom and right as you're about to go in, they're like, uh, sorry, you gotta go home. We just found out you catfished somebody. Bye-bye. I say the same thing to people all the time. I'm like, I don't care if you film it. I don't care if you have a salary in your bank. I mean, take the money until it airs. And even then, it needs to be a hit. There needs to be a review. And you kind of need a second season. And then let's talk about your new life as a reality star and how you're going to be rich and retire. Before, but I need at least one season in the can first. Yes, you need, yeah, I need, I need a paycheck and a season. Yeah. Um, so th- now, so when all of this was happening in 2012, like, did you guys meet at that point? Like, when did the two of you meet? I would imagine it was after this happened, right? Because otherwise, why would Gina, your agent, have introduced you guys? Like, bef- in no, we met at the restaurant. Yeah. Um, was that like right after this happened? Like, when was that? Or was it, like years later? No, no, no. It was a couple like months, right, Adam? Like two months. Oh, God, like, I'm I just curious. Was it, it 2012 or 20? I think it was 2013. It was 20, It was May of 2013, I think. Pretty so sure. I thought we met, like, really instantly. Like, kind of. Wait, I... Oh, oh no, you know phone. what? With like, all the mayhem going on, maybe Adam's right. Maybe it might have been a little longer. But you know what? The bottom line is, we met. It was... I just couldn't take another second. And I'm like, I'm free to be mean. I just all I kept doing it. And poor Adam. And... Um, we just became best friends after this. And it's just insane because how it escalated from being in a jail cell. I'm in a jail cell with five girls. Well, whatever you want to call them. 
And I'm like, oh my God. And the psychiatrist that goes around to give pills, he goes, what are you doing? I know I said this already, but what was I doing in here? You know, that's the emphasis of it all. Uh, you know, complete insanity. And then you're going to give me a dead hot dog? And I just, the whole, I get like a headache talk. <laughs> you should have written a song. I mean, not to make you relive your pain, but Adam, you should write a song about this jail experience. I mean, I have friends that have been in jail. Listen, I, I have a weird thing with jail. Like, I, I think it's, I don't care if you're there for five hours. Like, it's badass. Oh, I couldn't hear that. I would want to be in jail. I wouldn't want to be there. I would. I would last probably an hour, and then I would probably cry to myself to. You can't even deal with a hospital. Forget a jail. Oh, I can't. I can't even deal with traffic at Star. A line waiting at Starbucks. So I'm. I'm not. I'm very high maintenance. Like I'm I'm not not sure jail would be good for you, Adam. I I don't know. Not good at all. I don't know. So now, so you wrote. So the first song you guys wrote together was this free to be or would you do no, 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 no. no we did like two or three Pan right? Mom. Yes. the first song we did was oh yeah Pan Mom, which i actually wasn't featured on i just wrote the song but i was in the video and with that how we got screwed was we put it out with tmz i think they had broke it or whatever but right. somebody took it off tmz and posted it on youtube it got like a million views on youtube off exactly. of tmz they took it down but guess what we got no money and no views credited to our account because other people stole the video. So basically, like, it, it's Tan Mom was a huge hit. We made no money off the sales because nobody was really buying the song. It wasn't really that type of song. It was more of a viral song. And all the money from it being viral was stolen from us. So we got, we basically lost, and by stolen by people pirating the video and just claiming it as their own. So it was really unfair, kind of like, I think that song, uh, when it came out, that we just kind of got screwed on it. And then but you everyone learned. everyone on the radio... Um, loved it, and they would call and do videotapes of them all singing the song of us, and we got again. Adam, you know, said we got nothing out of it. I mean, we just nothing. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Well, now that you mentioned that, I like remember that song too. It's it's all coming back to me here, right on the air. Yeah, um, and everyone's in the car and they're swaying back and forth, singing the song, loving it. And, you know, um, this is just one example, but they're unbelievable how many people love the music Adam produced and the comedy that we produced together. And then you make no money. It's just unrealistic. 
Yeah, that's ridiculous. And when, okay, so talk to me about the God, because we have a God amongst us named Howard Stern. Talk to me about how now this gets to Howard Stern. Was it Tan Mom or was it free to be? Like, how does Howard get involved? Well, we start. We started in 2013. Yeah, I was just gonna, Actually, yeah. I think, ironically, I came up on my time hop, I posted it, or my, my first appearance, or our first appearance on the Stern Show was exactly seven years ago, yesterday, I think, if time yeah. hop is accurate. And uh, Gina had booked us. Gina had, a, had us booked on Stern. And Howard was already kind of in love with the story of Tan Mom because it was so up his alley. It was like very much in his zone. And he was fascinated, I think, with the whole backstory of her. When she came on, she was a slam dunk, like home run guest. Everybody loved her. I was on. They loved me. So it kind of like set this tone for like, it was really, I mean, it's still played, I think, as one of like the classic Stern episodes that they, they still play to this day. Were you guys on separately before that, or this was your, this was the oh, first no, time that was our first appearance. Yeah. But it went head over heels, and um, we were on so many times, and it became, um, well, uh, Howard had written it, me in his book as well, um, and it's unbelievable that I'm in his book, and several people got a little upset or whatever, but... Um, Howard just reached out to us and me, I went to his 60th birthday party. Oh God, that was a slam dunk. And yeah. um, Okay. So much. Oh my God. How did, wait, so who got upset that you were in the book? I need to talk to you guys about Apostrophe. It's a prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their acne Seriously. Now, here's the thing you guys know prescription acne treatment really works, but it's hard to get. You have to take time off work, go see a doctor, sit in line at the pharmacy and wait for your medications. Not anymore. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board certified dermatologist online. You get treated immediately and your medications are delivered to your home. All you have to do is fill out their online questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history. Then you snap a few selfies, how fun is that? And your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored just for you. It treats acne, but Apostrophe does a lot more than just that. They also can help you with your other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. I filled out the survey. Of course, my I was concerned with wrinkles. So that's why I went on, filled out the survey. Literally, somebody got in touch with me so quickly. The medicine arrived right to my front door. I've already started using it. It's just as simple as that. And you don't even have to leave your home. Listen, you get $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash velvet. So go to apostrophe.com slash velvet and use the code velvet. This code is only available to all of you who are listening to this podcast. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash velvet and click begin visit. Then use the code velvet at sign up and you get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe.com slash velvet. Use the code velvet to get your dermatology visit for $15 off. It really is so easy. I'm so glad I found apostrophe. It's for acne, it's for wrinkles, it's for dark spots, really any of your skincare goals. That's apostrophe.com slash velvet. Use the code velvet at checkout and you get $15 off. 
people get upset if you're not mentioned <laughs> and I'm just me, I'm, you know, Tam, I mean, <laughs> you're going to get a little like frazzled. I don't know how to explain that. I don't think it was overwhelming to death situation, but the bottom line is that, yeah, I was mentioned a couple of times and um, that's it. And certain people weren't, I guess. Yeah. And Adam, right, why, Adam, why are you smiling, Adam? Well, I think she doesn't want to say who, but it's kind of like, so if you think of the Stern show itself, like all the characters and the people that are on there, it's kind of like, like SpongeBob. A, SpongeBob. <laughs> okay. Um, I was going to say like, a, like a, <laughs> I don't I even, okay. Like a sorority or a fraternity where it's like, we're all like brothers and sisters and we all are part of the same amazing show, but it's like, it gets competitive. And I feel like there are people that, well, right. I mean, look, it's one of the biggest shows in the world, radio programs. So who wouldn't want to be featured on that show as much as possible? So I think you get other characters, like particularly with Patricia, other whack packers that do oh, get the whack packers. Yeah, that's it. Featured and talked about. And it's like, it's kind of like a little bit of like sibling <laughs> rivalry where they're, you know, they're like jealous of each other. So I think that's kind of where she, she's talking about. People were kind of jealous that she was mentioned in the book and they necessarily weren't. That makes sense. Listen, Howard Stern is like the original Andy Cohn, but more with like a whack pack instead of Housewives. Right. That's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, but no, I'm not a part of the whack pack. That's that's what makes me different. You're on your own. Yeah, which I'm is on good. my own because I I reached out and have done like things with Adam where everyone sits around and just gets invited maybe to something. Me and Adam have done. He's produced and we've done different things and segments and so forth that are just. I'm not a whack packer. There, I don't want to say fresh words to any degree, but I'm not a part of what they are. You can say any fresh words that you want here. This is, we like allow everything here behind the velvet rope. Here's my question though. So like when you guys got this call, I guess from Gina, like, did you almost like drop dead? Like I would drop dead if someone called me and invited me on the Howard. Yeah, whatsoever. <laughs> well, I, 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 I didn't, I, I was really nervous. And after it happened that very first time, I remember I cried in the green room. I was so oh, overwhelmed with, with happiness. I was like, I can't believe this happened. Like it was basically like one of my dreams just came true. It was like, you know, as this teenager watching Howard Stern all these years growing up and listening you know, in the car with all your friends. And now I was actually on the show. Howard liked me. It was a smash. It was, it was very surreal and very, it was just overwhelmingly happy. Like I was just so happy. Ooh, uh, it's storming here. I don't know if you just heard that. Um, overwhelmingly just happy. And, and just, I just cried. Okay, so let's get into some details, like small details. So now this was where he is now at Sirius, the same Sirius space in New York. Like, you get there and what happens? Like, does Howard have his own floor? Is it like a whole, I mean, it's a big building. Like, how, how does it work? Like these little details. I Go have. in through the front door. Yeah. And uh, it depends on the holidays. They have, it's all decorated. It's humongous. And then you go into the elevator escorted, of By course. Ronnie. You should Ronnie. Yeah. Like Shuli, McShuli, I call him McShuli. Um, and basically McShuley or Sal, it all depends on what's going on with these guys. So then you go upstairs on the elevator, it's on the 36th floor, I believe. Mm -hmm. 
And then once you get up there, there you go, you get your own room. I had my own tan mom room. And then you just kick it back and wait for Howard to have the um, TV screen humongous. And then you just sit there and watch the show until you get called. It's so much fun. You have coffee, appetizers. It all depends what mood they're in, you know, I'm in. And then, um, like, they will get you lunch, and then you do a lot of recordings. That's what I did afterwards. You know, a lot of recordings and holiday stuff and just so much fun. There's a step in between I think you missed. So basically, when you go up to the 36th floor, they, they, the whole floor is serious. So when you walk out of the elevator, you make a right, and it's just it, the whole floor, actually two floors, I think, are serious. So it's this gigantic room. And if you've ever seen a serious space, there's like a, a steps, I think. There's giant billboards. It says, welcome, whoever. And then Howard has his own wing. Studio is all, so when you go in the front door, you make a right. And that, once you make a right... That whole wing is like the Stern show and they take you in what they call pre-screening room where you kind of, um, they pat you down, they check you for weapons and everything. Remember, they like, they make you sign papers. Um, basically like it's the pre-screen. So then when you go in the actual green room, you, you can be taped and videotaped with no problem. And obviously Howard has um, the whole signing and green screen, you know, like we, do that afterwards, but all I'm saying is that you don't go through that whole process every time after they meet you. Mm -hmm. It's just exciting, you know what I mean? Yeah, and is it like if you walk around, I mean, she may not have been there at the time, but like Jenny McCarthy, like you yeah, just body, walk around. Yeah, bodyguards, they have, you know, Ronnie and everybody. <laughs> now, okay, so it's your time, you get called. I mean, no, nobody comes in the room before. It's not like Howard came in and he's like, welcome. No. What was, so you walk in and it's time to Actually, record. Actually, wait, I'm, I'm, David, can I interrupt you? I just want to yeah. Jenny McCarthy since you said her name and Patricia's on this. So I think it's relevant for this story. So Jenny McCarthy, actually, when our first song came out, it's Tan Mom. She featured it on her VH1, her very short-lived VH1 show. Very short-lived VH1 show. Uh, and <laughs> she, I, I had found out that she was going to be talking about it and featuring it. So I, I made my whole family watch, including my mom. I was like, guess what? Jenny McCarthy's going to be talking about me and my song with Patricia. you got to watch this. So I'm watching the show, and Jenny starts the segment. Nellie, who is a rapper uh, on her show as well, that apparently, you know, whatever. But he, uh, hey, Nellie. And so Jenny McCarthy brings up a picture of me and Tan Mom. And they're like, do you guys want to know who ruined music forever, Nellie? And I'm like, oh boy. And now my mom's oh my watching God. this and everything. She brings up my photo and says, this is the man that produced Tan Mom's single. He single-handedly ruined music. And she had her whole audience boo me. And Nelly made some stupid comment. The man that was a fucking Band-Aid on his face had the nerve to talk about my hair, called my hair horrible or whatever. And <laughs> my mom started crying hysterical. She was like, this is the first time she'd really seen celebrities talking about me in this fashion. So I was like, that that was just really mean and really mean-spirited. And I hope Jenny McCarthy finds out about that one day to know that she made my mom cry because that that was not cool. And I used to be a big fan of Jenny McCarthy, and I have no respect for her after that. So, did you, What was the name of his VH1 show? I can't even remember what it was. I don't even. It was Jenny McCarthy's VH1 show. I, I have no idea. It was, like a, it was like a talk show, a failed talk show. And you never read into her after that? I did. I mean, I don't even think, I think she was so oblivious and so famous. She didn't even think that there was a real person that she was talking about. It was just like, you know, so it was like, she never responded, but she never even probably knew that I had a response. So. 
Jenny McCarthy owes you an apology, Adam. She she sure does. For Who her, is I mean, Jenny McCarthy? Well, she's married to <laughs> she she's married to Donnie Wahlberg. So I'll start there. That's a good place to start. No, I mean I don't even know who she is, so I wouldn't get myself wrapped up in anyone, for that matter. I mean, I, I wasn't. I wasn't upset. The only thing that bothered me was that my mom got upset over it. That's what pissed me off about exactly. it. Exactly. Like, it's fine. But you can say whatever you want about me. I don't care. But when you start making my mom cry, that the gloves are off. Like then, then that's enough. You know. Yeah. Definitely. That's not appropriate. So when, when, when you guys went in and then you are sitting and you're ready to record, like, is everyone in there except Howard? Or you walk in and Howard's just, he's behind a glass. No, you go, you go inside and they open the doors and then you go into where Howard sits. Oh my God. And then the first time I ever went inside, um, it's just all pitch black. And then, you sit there with some beaming lights, whatever. And Robin, in the earlier days, is way above you. Like, I'm like, she was in the sky again. Okay, diamonds in the sky, whatever. So, but she's up there and talking with this voice, right, Adam? The voice and of God, yeah. Remember? And then they built her a booth and whatever. When This is when she had cancer. We, when she, that's when she had her right. cancer and she was out, I think, for a year or two up from the show. She was doing it remotely. Right. But it was just unbelievable being in the studio with Howard. And um, he's got to be one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He's so outgoing Agreed. and kind, vigilant. And just really opens his heart in his studio to you, even though you might not know all the lyrics to a song, he'll still let you play along. Right? Are you are you saying that you forget the lyrics sometimes, Tan Mom? Totally. <laughs> it, it's fine. It happens. That's what you have Adam for, right? Exactly. <laughs> Um, so like, does Howard, did Howard ever come over or like Robin? I mean, I'm oh, a huge- Oh yeah, no, he's come over. We've taken pictures. We've done, oh my God, Family Feud. Yeah, well, that we won Family Feud. Robin, I gave, I gave Robin a hug. Yeah, it was, yeah, yep. Oh, wow. Um, how many times have you guys like approximately been on the Stern Show? Oh, in God. person, like on the show? Like, call, well, do you count Colin as being on or just like in the studio? Both. I think calling on is pretty is the same. I mean, no one's asking me to call I, I, in. I, that's numerous. <laughs> yeah, I think many count. Like in the in the like I don't know. Like this is almost what ten years, years, right, Adam? What? This is like ten years, right, Adam? Yeah, eight I would years, say like, nine years. Yeah, like yeah, about nine years for you. Maybe like eight or seven for me. I think like I think probably like a hundred times at the least for you. You've probably called in or been on or like done something with them in some capacity, like at least a hundred shows, I want to say that number, maybe more. Yeah. Wow. Now, and I don't know how old Howard is now, but when was this 60th birthday? Party? I went to his 60th birthday party. He's turning, he's going to be 70 soon. You know what I love about him? Why? Is that he takes care of himself. And yes. And when the doctor told him, you know, he just was celebrating with bats or what have you. I just little things he does I love is that um, don't drink, don't drink. And he just cut it out. And I just love him for that. You know, um, their thing was wine, what have you, and whatever. But the doctor I told him not to drink. That. 
he just moves on. He took a platform because JD and everyone else is hammered off their chicken uh. soup right now. Not soup plucking, but like soup. You know what I mean? And they just go insane with their cocktails because they're in Corona and they have this humongous um, expression to build this humongous ugly beard. And I shouldn't be saying this, but, and then cocktail all day and night. So. I think I there's know. a lot of people cocktailing all day and night in Corona. I, I would agree <laughs> with that. I'm the opposite. I've proven to myself that I'm not an alcoholic because I wasn't so sure before, but I've realized that I am just a social girl and I like to drink when I'm out, but like at home, I just, Aww. I haven't been drinking. I've been like stone cold sober, except for when you I've look, been going out. You look great by the way, David. Has anyone told you that you look like Brian Austin Green? A ton of people. Really. I mean, you, I'm seeing it much more now, like on camera. You just look really good. Like I got the, the Corona's doing you well, I guess, because I haven't seen you in a while. No, but yeah, you, you look great. <laughs> when I was young, like I that's, how old are you? Well, wait, do you know that that's the number one person that I get that people tell me I look like Brian Austin Green? And I yeah. will take I that it. any day, all day. It's just because it's just because I don't have glasses on. That's what it is. But everyone thinks that I look so good in Corona. It's just because I've gained weight. Like none of my pants fit. So I guess. Oh, that's what, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I mean, I like, I like guys with low meat on their bones. So sure. That makes sense. Well, here it is. <laughs> There's, I, I literally don't have any pants that fit. Like I'm not, this isn't, this is real. I love it. Wait, let's talk about Howard's 60th birthday for a minute. So who was there? Like anyone famous? Oh my God. Okay. I'm running late and I'm putting on my hair extensions as I'm in the limo. And I'm like, Jiminy Cricket. So I'm like rushing to get to this part. Oh my God. It was outlandish. So I grabbed, I grabbed my shoes. At, you know, um, Richard that has cancer. Um, uh, he's driving me. He's the driver. You know, you hear him on the show. And um, yeah, he fell into cancer now. So anyway, back to that night. So, okay. So I'm on the red carpet with two pairs of shoes. <laughs> and I, Joan Rivers comes out. Remember before she passed away? I love Joan Rivers. Yeah, love Joan Rivers. She goes, only tan mom. And oh my God. Um, oh, oh only tan mom. Yeah, everyone's like, it's Tan Mom. And everyone, Seinfeld, oh my God, Jerry Seinfeld is on the corner as well. Just everybody, not Motley Crue, what's the name of that band? Um, Def Leppard? I don't know, one of those people. Metallica. Poison Rats. (laughs) Bon Jovi. I live Bon Jovi. I live my life. Oh, Bon Jovi. Yeah, it is Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. So they're all looking at me because I was changing my shoes. I didn't care Uh, on the red carpet. So Yada went up there and just, um, it was quite amazing of a night. (laughs) What else did Joan Rivers say to you? Um, Something about, um, I forget at the moment. You got fashioned police by Joan Rivers right in person. That's kind of epic. <laughs> no, um, I'm thinking more about Logan, that his daughter is insane. What's her name? Logan. Oh, Michael Lohan. 
Lohan, you, that's wait, it. Wait, uh, David, talk about, you should ask her about being in rehab with Michael Lohan. Okay. Oh, so Michael Lohan was there, not Lindsay, right? Because I thought you meant Lindsay. No, no, no. That psycho chick was in that rehab. Um, oh, Farrah Abraham. You're talking about Farrah. Farrah Abraham. So you got Tan Mom, you got this whore, and I just couldn't tolerate it. I only went to my simple sessions. I didn't have to, like, deal with any anyone at all. And... <laughs> I actually faked a heart attack as well. So just to get the hell out of there. I mean, the whole place was insane. <laughs> it just wasn't for you. What was this? Celebrity rehab? Yeah. No, it was just it was just by chance they all wound up in rehab together. Oh. Michael <laughs> Lohan was there? Well, he was yeah, the, they gave him the a administrator. For he $250. Was... Let's get this global. Uh -oh. And he took, no, well, why not say the truth? What the heck is the difference? Yeah. So he doesn't even give me the change. I mean, I'm like, what the heck? Because I'm in a rehab, you know what I mean? I needed the money. Wait, why? Who, you, you gave a check to Michael Lohan? Now yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, he, he didn't give me back the proper change. Like, he didn't care. I mean, the whole thing was ridiculous. It was all set up, you know, reality nightmare. But. Wow. Um, anyone else famous at, at Howard Stern's birthday that, that I would know? I mean, Jerry Seinfeld. No. Every, I mean. No, wait. What? Se Se Seinfeld was, there was somebody you said on the show, Patricia, and Gary corrected you. I think it was Seinfeld that he wasn't there or you didn't meet him or something to that effect. I think it was like, you said it and Gary was like, no, he wasn't there. And they started laughing, but I forget who it was. Jerry Seinfeld was there. Maybe it was Tom Hanks. It was someone. I have to watch the replay to see what who it was, but I, I know it was someone. I'm picturing like the friends, like Courtney Cox, Jennifer, like all of his regular people. That he oh, no, no. There's like uh, everyone's seated, and when you arrive, what have you, um, you walk in, and there's certain people on the red carpet. So I ran into Bon Jovi and Joe Rivers. Who has a mouth? She goes, "Oh, but Tamon's in the house, you know, like whatever's." And I know I say that frequently, but it's just my young kids. So, um, but it was just a lot of fun. I don't even know what to say. I mean, what? Howard yeah. is the best guy, I think, um, for hanging in there with me throughout this whole thing. And he cares so much about me when I was in this coma and um, my husband, whatever, um, is ill. And it's very difficult time. So. Well, to your point, right. So last year you had a health scare. I was in a coma. It was terrible. I mean, you collapsed. It was like cardiac arrest. You went into right. cardiac arrest. And your heart stopped for six to eight minutes. Yep. And then you were in a coma. So that's a serious thing. Totally serious. I mean, and you, you actually heard from Howard during that? They called the hospital and surely, I call him McShuley, um, they were all calling. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was the scariest thing. And I saw like people through this mask you know, it was the most horrific experience that I don't want to know. Adam 
was um, in the mix of it all as well. But the bottom line is, is that they proclaimed me dead and then I was revived. And um, it's something I wouldn't wish on anyone. <laughs> And, and we I, had people, we had reporters calling. So there was a whole thing with like, so when Patricia, yeah, right before she right. went to the hospital, she tweeted out, she was going to the hospital. I talked to Us Weekly, whatever. They did out the story. Then there was a reporter from another publication that called me Post. to ask me, that was trying to get me to take, get photos of Patricia in the hospital for their story. And I said, no, we're not going to do, I'm not, unless she wants to do it, there's no way you're getting a photo. Well, this mag this newspaper published this article then, like, kind of trashing me and saying, like, how I, the family all hates me, and, you know, I'm horrible because, you know, I talk to the press, and the family's not happy, and I'm like, you, you shady POS, because this woman was calling me, asking me for information on Patricia, asking me to send her pictures, and then when I wouldn't do it, she turned around and wrote, like, like, yeah. make me look unfavorable, so that goes to show you, like, how manipulative some of these people can be and you have to be careful what you say but that whole thing was like just an exercise i think in really knowing how to deal with the press because they are like vultures yeah. sometimes like they really just like they they, they were not they're, good they're dreadful they're dreadful people it will be turned oh trust me i've i've done interviews where it's like you talk about 99 percent of one thing and you say one comment about something else and it's like the headline you're like are you kidding yes. me it, you it, learn, it's you learn. Back to the worst extreme of what you did not say. Right, it, right. It, it's escalated. Like, I said blue, but it's black, and I'm a racist. You know, it, it, they're crazy. They're crazy it's, people. You've, trust me, I've learned too. It's like, but I saw that article. So, two things. One, and I mean this seriously, when you were, when you were pronounced dead... Did you see anything? Like, I mean, I'm not making a joke. Uh, no, like, I'm like, um, did you see, like, on the other side of the world? It was three people. This scares the hell out of me. And when I called from the hospital to the Stern Show, I still wasn't okay. I was not okay to answer and rebuttal this question you're asking me. Um, and, you know, you play along with Howard. You do. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way. Just... You get, I get a little nervous, so you play along with the game that goes on over there. So, cut to the chase is that um, when I saw three people, but I felt like they were going down, like they were bad people. You know what I mean? Like there's heaven, there's hell, and there was these three people. It's not a joke, really, because I was so dehydrated and sick that I was laying there and oh my God, it was terrible. And then after a little bit of medicine and so forth, um, I saw the light and then like, I know this sounds pretentious, but a shopping mall, so. Did that, okay, Did first of all, did you know these three people? No, you've never seen them before in your life. Never saw them before. The creepiest, and when you, I've been through so much. I mean, I really have, and Adam knows. I know I always mention Adam, but he knows. And um, it's the scariest feeling. They were creeping around me, and they would not let me go. And then my family showed up, my daughter and my sons, 
and um, they're standing. I go, do you, like, I'm in a fog like this. Could you see them? You know, and it was so real for days for me, like in my head. I mean, I don't know if it's hours or minutes, you know, but wow. <laughs> Were you happy when you saw a shopping mall? Um, it, it just was the sunlight and it sounds like stupid, but, um, it's like a, an awakening of life again. Like you're going to go shopping and stuff like that. But the death part was those creepy people. You never want that. And then I want, I pondered like, why were they hanging around me? Cause you're not going to win. You know, like, that's really like someone bringing bad in and then I dismissed it. Well, do you feel like they were negative spirits or do you feel like they were negative. there to guide you? Total you felt negative. Neg total negative energy. That's and creepy. it totally scared the hell, you know, the heck out of me. Wow. And then when you came out of this, you know, and eventually we're okay. Like, did you have any life revelations? Like, did you go through a like? Like, you know, did you change anything? Were you just like, and what, and what was the cause of all of this? Like, was there anything you now need to stop doing? Like you mentioned Howard doesn't drink anymore. And did you have I any like- cocktails. I was cocktailing um, huge, um, going through a horrible time and yeah. And uh, revelations, yeah. And then things that made me sick inside, um, needing, getting rid of, like people that honestly weren't my friends and just starting to live a healthier life, you know, like, yeah, but um, still dragged down by all the things that were going on in my life. But no, I was really like partying because I just wasn't happy with my husband. And I, you can make that a blame of what I was doing, which I can say I'm blaming it. So um, I just turned it around. I, you know, that's, that's all good. you have to do. And to this moment, you know, um, he's really, really sick. And um, it's very difficult to deal with cancer. Um, Patricia, did you want to, sorry to interrupt you, but did you want to talk about something you were going to announce regarding that with his cancer and you with your stuff? that we talked about earlier with, uh, as far as Richard, well, to give background, David, I was talking with you Patricia earlier. Say. Oh, so Patricia uh, was talking about how she wants to stop tanning now because of Richard's cancer. Oh, oh, because of Richard's cancer. Um, and I stopped actually tanning, believe it or not, <laughs> even though I look tan, but um, I just, his cancer and I, just won't go into a tanning salon anymore. Um, I like the natural sprays that are healthy. And believe it or not, they're healthy tan sprays. And um, I hope he gets well. But um, the bottom line is, too, that um, I wish him well. I'm taking care of him right now because he's sick. So you stopped tanning because he's sick, not because you got sick? No, him. And when did you like, I mean, this is official. Like you, this. You've stopped um, tanning. No, you actually look less tan than a lot of other times I've seen you. 
two, about a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, what have you, I just decided I don't want to sit there. I don't care anymore. Um, I'd rather naturally get tan from golfing, planting my flowers or whatever. I'm just, the whole tan thing is really just too obsessing. <laughs> well, that's kind of a big deal. Tan mom decides not to tan. A yes. huge deal. Tan mom quits tanning. That is, that is exactly what this year is about. Are no, you... I quit my membership. I quit. Can you believe it? Oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying it. Wait, we Wait. will have, I will say we will, we do have, so Patricia's, will see this is the whole brilliance of free to be me because now we've rebranded her as patricia marie so yeah we've kind of killed off tan mom anticipating i anticipated this was going to happen eventually so now that tan mom is kind of killed we have patricia marie like the the evolved version of what tan mom was you might have to reissue the song i mean now that it's really no more tan mom well, in the song, she talks about, uh, I'm not Tam Mom, and in, we're actually getting ready to film when uh, we are able to, uh, Corona lets us, we're going to be filming the Glossy music video, and we're going to really be kind of yeah. diving into that more in that music video. Are you afraid of, like, what, I mean, I look, look at me, I'm as pale as can be, so I'm not judging. Being white? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm always outside, you know, I will garden and whatever. Um, I just, I'm so happy to get rid of, I already got rid of Tam Mom when I became Patricia Marie, and I'm happy to say this today on your show that I won't be tanning anymore. I do have tips on a healthy regime of tanning for Tan Talk, but um, our show this Friday. <laughs> yeah, um, I I'm just so not into it anymore. To keep up this tan too is exhausting. I'm bored, of it. I'm bored of it. That's all. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's not like you, I mean, you've been doing it for so long. I'm no, I, I think, you know what it is? I think it's a healthy thought because I think I was so obsessed that people wouldn't like me if I wasn't tan, that I'm healthy now, that I can just be me without this dark glow. You can be pale like me and Adam, but you're not. Right. At the, but you're not at the point of. I'm not pale. <laughs> you're you're not as pale as I am. I'm let's kidding. let's put it that way. But you're not at the point of like wearing sunscreen. Like like I bake in sunscreen, yeah. so you'll get like a natural color. Right, but I, I think it's a really great thing to finally get like because then you'll get to know me more too. So we'll see the real Patricia Marie under the tan. Under the tan. And that's what we're kind of, we're, we're launching, um, so we've been doing these these uh, stage live shows, and we have, by the time this goes live, our show will have already happened, the Tan Talk, but um, what we are working towards ultimately is we want to get a reality show with Patricia following herself, yeah. her family, um, you know, all this crazy stuff, and like, I think she's just a, such a character that people are gravitate towards her, and we've been talking to two big production companies, uh, we have a lot of people interested in her show because she just is so fascinating. So it's, I'm curious to see, or it'll be interesting to see Patricia and where she winds up in the next year. I'm predicting that she will definitely be on her own reality show. And hopefully I'll be, I'll be a guest star or whatever. And you're good with the family now, Adam, like everything is fine. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I haven't talked to uh, her daughter, Ashley, um, but, you know, Patricia, you know, I've apologized and I, you know, I, I, I hope they know that all her kids know that I only want the best for their mom and that, you know, I've helped her, I think, every step of the way. You know, like last year she was... Oh, no, he always helped. And Patricia was in like a bad way last year where she was just going through a lot moving down here. It was very like tumultuous. Um, so, you know, I, I helped you. Like, remember I was driving around and we were going from like finding places to stay. I was the oh one... Oh, my God, what a name. <laughs> people, it, it was. And it was, she, it was a really trying time. And people don't know this. I, I want to throw this out there. I was the one that got Patricia on Cameo. Now, Patricia has made more money on Cameo than... A lot, but more than, more than, it's, it's in the six figures. Like Patricia has made a lot of money on Cameo and I'm happy that I was able to bring that to her because that gave her, I think, did it not give you like a chance to really rebound and get yourself together and kind of get on your own, get back on your feet with it? Yes, you did. And, um, I didn't even know what Cameo was and I don't look at it like a income, which has become because it's just so rich. But I don't do it for, uh, to be honest with you, there's a lot of people that ask me inside their hearts what I ask. And that's another thing that me and Adam want to do is do like uh, another show that talks about talking about problems and so oh, forth. Like yeah. And that, I don't just go happy birthday and sing. I talk to these people that I don't know that I became to love for like three minutes. So I just don't throw out a cameo. I work hard for making I, people happy. I could hear the thunder. I mean, down it's there. very bad. I may lose power in a second because it's getting really bad out here. And, but. and by the way, Adam, you got somebody else on cameo too. Oh, you as well. Yeah, there you go. You as well. See, You're I'm like rolling in it. We're like all Adam's bitches at the end of the day, just working for Adam <laughs> over here. I love it. But I don't even think I make money. I think my royalties ran out from Patricia. But like at the I end of the it. day, I was just I was just so happy that she had a way to make money on her own that didn't involve anyone else, you know. And that's really what it is. It was about setting her up to be self-sufficient and kind of independent. And yeah, we're going to do our songs and all this other stuff. So that's like one of the things that really upsets me more than anything else. I hate, I don't listen to trolls, but when people troll me online and they say that I'm taking advantage of Patricia, that's the thing that incenses me the most because I'm like, they do not understand how much, and she's my friend. And I'm not saying this to make myself like, oh, I'm a great person. She's done so much for me too. And it works both ways, but I have helped her a lot, out a lot. And I think people just think that I use her and it's so not the case. So I definitely want to make sure people know that. I, Yeah. The trolls are the trolls. They're the trolls. Oh, my God. It is. Well, first of all, it's storming in New York, too, but I could hear the thunder there first. <laughs> I know. What is next for the two of you? Well, we, I, we're definitely pushing this reality show in some format, whether it's a digital series, whether it's on TV, whether it's on YouTube. We wanna, we're want to. we trying to get the pieces together, and we're really looking for a solid production partner that can come in, work with us, you know, shape the show to be what it needs to be and sell it. So, you know, we're, we're kind of focusing on, I guess, creating content and just finding the right partner. You know, if there's, if there's people out there that, that yeah, wanna... there, there's other people out there, but I want to backtrack just for a second about this whole cameo thing. Yeah. Um, Adam, Adam helped me out. Um, well, help me out. I didn't even know what a cameo was. So just the degree of, after so many years, I've 
raise my price and so forth. But Adam um, does his own thing and I do my own thing too. People think that we you know we're constantly, you know, um, he's helped me. And I just want everyone to know that I appreciate that um, as much as he appreciates me. That's all. You guys um, are real it, friends, you know? It's yeah. like, that's what we are. It, it, it's not about money. It's about friendship and helping totally. each other. Exactly. Well, people, like a lot of people don't, you know, people always say to me, like, how are you friends with all the housewives? Like, I'm not. I'm not friends with all the, it's, it's an organic. Now like, I know who you are. Remember? Remember you and I met? Oh, my God. I was at all your shows. You're just oh my realizing God, I that. I love you to death. It took the whole segment. You're just realizing how much I love you. It's the glasses because you don't have your glasses on. You're just realizing you met me. I love how we could talk for an hour and I could mention the word housewives and now you know who I am. No, I knew. Now put your glasses on. Here they are. Let me see. Margaret Joseph's Joseph's husband's a huge fan of yours. You know that. I love you. You were like the nicest guy at the shows. Thank you. Well, I always. You are. Remember? Now I, okay. Well, wait, I'll beat you. Wait a second. I got a new pair and yours I, are red. I've oh, been at your show oh. with Mark. Oh, wow. Mine are red. Let's all Look go for it. Stripe. Oh my God, I love you. But I love how you're just realizing that you know me now. Well, listen, when you and Adam are in town, like me, Margaret Josephs, we come, Joe. Oh my God, we all can go out. We yeah. all, listen, I can't wait for you guys to come back here. And I like need to come to Florida. Yes, you do. Now, where can we all find you online? People that are looking to book you for Cameo, tell us where we can find each of you. Just uh, Cameos. Um, it, I actually changed it from Patricia Marie Kensel to actually Tam Mom and Howard Stern. Yes, um, just said it. Said that. I changed it. it. And then you could just find me with Adam. We're going to be up to no good soon. And um, we'll be releasing some more energy out there for everyone to love. We're definitely, uh, we're definitely, check me out on Instagram at Adam Barta. And um, oh, yeah. Check out my YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Adam Barta Music, where I'm going to be, I'm working on some really. Great- oh, wait, roller coaster, coaster. Wait. We're, yeah, so I, I, I have a new uh, web series that I am producing called Celebrity Couch Coaster. Uh, I've already filmed the first episode with my very, very huge reality star. I won't say it, who it is yet, but um, it's huge. You both know who it is. And it's a really fun show. It's basically like a show where celebrities ride roller coasters with me and I interview them and it's green screen. So um, Patricia's going to be on, the, on it as well. David, we'd love to have you on it. We'd love to have any celebrities. You're friends with David. So check that out. It's coming soon. I'm going to round everyone up. And you guys are amazing. You both need to come back on, first of all. We're, we're we love our- you. I love you. Yeah, yeah. Now that you figured it out after an hour, now you okay. realize you love me. Oh, my God. That's such a Howard comment. You oh, loved- my God. Right? You loved me in a different way when we first started. Now that you know that you really know now me. Now I can talk too much. I see the purple velvet. I know that who the heck you are. Okay, my purple so pants. I'm not swift. I'm all right. As long as you know me now, but Adam vouched for me anyway, so you know. No, oh. I love you. Beginning, it doesn't matter if I totally knew you. That so we'll keep in touch. We're on our text chain. The three of us will chat. Okay. Yeah. I love you both. Thank you for this. We will keep we in touch. You. 
I will talk no, to you both you. soon. Thank you so much, really. Thanks, David. All right, I'll Thank talk you, to you David. both later. Thank you, Patricia right. and Adam. Bye, Thank sweetheart. You. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.